Chapter Four of the Backwash of War by Ellen Newbold Lamott. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Four Alone. Rochard died today. He had gas gangrene. His thigh, from knee to buttock, was torn out by a piece of German shell. It was an interesting case because the infection had developed so quickly. He had been placed under treatment immediately, too reaching the hospital from the trenches about six hours after he had been wounded to have a thigh torn off and to reach first-class surgical care within six hours is practically immediately still gas gangrene had developed which showed that the germans were using very poisonous shells at that field hospital there had been established a surgical school to which young men just graduated from medical schools or old men graduated long ago from medical schools were sent to learn how to take care of the wounded after they had received a two months experience in this sort of war surgery they were to be placed in other hospitals where they could do the work themselves so all those young men who did not know much and all those old men who had never known much and had forgotten most of that were up here at this field hospital learning this had to be done because there were not enough good doctors to go around so in order to care for the wounded at all it was necessary to furbish up the immature and the senile however the médecin chef in charge of the hospital and in charge of the surgical school was a brilliant surgeon and a good administrator so he taught the students a good deal therefore when rochard came into the operating-room all the young students and the old students crowded round to see the case it was all torn away the flesh from that right thigh from knee to buttock down to the bone and the stench was awful the various students came forward and timidly pressed the upper part of the thigh the remaining part all that remained of it with their fingers and little crackling noises came forth like bubbles gas gangrene very easy to diagnose also the bacteriologist from another hospital in the region happened to be present and he made a culture of the material discharged from the wound and afterwards told the médecin chef that it was positively and absolutely gas gangrene but the médecin chef had already taught the students that gas gangrene may be recognized by the crackling and the smell and the fact that the patient as a rule dies pretty soon they could not operate on rochard and amputate his leg as they wanted to do the infection was so high into the hip it could not be done moreover rochard had a fractured skull as well another piece of shell had pierced his ear and broken into his brain and lodged there either wound would have been fatal but it was the gas gangrene in his torn-out thigh that would kill him first the wound stank it was foul the médecin chef took a curette a little scoop and scooped away the dead flesh the dead muscles the dead nerves the dead blood vessels and so many blood vessels being dead being scooped away by that sharp curette how could the blood circulate in the top half of that flaccid thigh it couldn't afterwards into the deep yawning wound they put many compresses of gauze soaked in carbolic acid which acid burned deep into the germs of the gas gangrene and killed them and killed much good tissue besides 
then they covered the burning smoking gauze with absorbent cotton then with clean neat bandages after which they called the stretcher-bearers and rochard was carried from the operating table back to the ward the night nurse reported next morning that he had passed a night of agony c'est la pique c'est la brûle he cried all night and turned from side to side to find relief sometimes he lay on his good side sometimes he lay on his bad side and the night nurse turned him from side to side according to his fancy because she knew that on neither one side nor the other would he find relief except such mental relief as he got by turning she sent one of the orderlies fouquet for the medecin chef and the medecin chef came to the ward and looked at rochard and ordered the night nurse to give him morphia and again morphia as often as she thought best for only death could bring relief from such pain as that and only morphia a little in advance of death could bring partial relief so the night nurse took care of rochard all that night and turned him and turned him from side to side to the other and gave him morphia as the madison chef had ordered she listened to his cries all night for the morphia brought him no relief morphia gives a little relief at times from the pain of life but it is only death that brings absolute relief when the day nurse came on duty next morning there was rochard in agony c'est la pique c'est la brûle he cried and again and again all the time c'est la pique c'est la brûle meaning the pain in his leg and because of the piece of shell which had penetrated his ear and lodged in his brain somewhere his wits were wandering no one can be fully conscious with an inch of german shell in his skull and there was a full inch of german shell in rochard's skull in his brain somewhere for the radiographist said so he was a wonderful radiographist and anatomist and he worked accurately with a beautiful expensive machine given him or given the field hospital by madame curie so all night rochard screamed in agony and turned and twisted first on the hip that was there and then on the hip that was gone and on neither side even with many ampules of morphia could he find relief which shows that morphia good as it is is not as good as death so when the day nurse came on in the morning there was rochard strong after a night of agony strong after many piqûres of strychnia which kept his heart beating and his lungs breathing strong after many piqûres of morphia which did not relieve his pain thus the science of healing stood baffled before the science of destroying rochard died slowly he stopped struggling he gave up trying to find relief by lying upon the hip that was there or the hip that was gone he ceased to cry his brain in which was lodged a piece of german shell seemed to reason to become reasonable with break of day the evening before after his return from the operating-room he had been decorated with the medaille militaire conferred upon him in extremis by the general of the region upon one side of the medal which was pinned to the wall at the head of the bed were the words valeur et discipline discipline had triumphed he was very good and quiet now very obedient and disciplined and no longer disturbed the ward with his moanings 
little rochard little man gardener by trade aged thirty-nine widower with one child the piece of shell in his skull had made one eye blind there had been a hemorrhage into the eyeball which was all red and sunken and the eyelid would not close over so the red eye stared and stared into space and the other eye drooped and drooped and the white showed and the eyelid drooped till nothing but the white showed and that showed that he was dying but the blind red eye stared beyond it stared fixedly unwinkingly into space so always the nurse watched the dull white eye which showed the approach of death no one in the ward was fond of rochard he had been there only a few hours he meant nothing to anyone there he was a dying man in a field hospital that was all little stranger rochard with one blind red eye that stared into hell the hell he had come from and one white dying eye that showed his hold on life his brief short hold the nurse cared for him very gently very conscientiously very skilfully the surgeon came many times to look at him but he had done for him all that could be done so each time he turned away with a shrug fouquet the young orderly stood at the foot of the bed his feet apart his hands on his hips and regarded rochard and said ah oh, la 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 and simon the other orderly also stood at the foot of the bed from time to time and regarded rochard and said ah c'est triste c'est bien triste so rochard died a stranger among strangers and there were many people there to wait upon him but there was no one there to love him there was no one there to see beyond the horror of the red blind eye of the dull white eye of the vile gangrene smell and it seemed as if the red staring eye was looking for something the hospital could not give and it seemed as if the white glazed eye was indifferent to everything the hospital could give and all about him was the vile gangrene smell which made an aura about him and shut him into himself very completely and there was nobody to love him to forget about that smell he sank into a stupor about ten o'clock in the morning and was unconscious from then till the time the nurse went to lunch she went to lunch reluctantly but it was necessary to eat she instructed fouquet the quarterly to watch rochard carefully and to call her if there was any change after a short time she came back from lunch and hurried to see rochard hurried behind the flamboyant red cheerful screens that shut him off from the rest of the ward rochard was dead at the other end of the ward sat the two orderlies drinking wine paris april fifteenth nineteen fifteen End of chapter 4